Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Um, wherever you are in the world, in our wellness hub, my name is Monica Campana, and today we have a wonderful guest all the way from Boston, Massachusetts. We have Dr. Shadi Kurosh, who is actually a professor at uh, Harvard Medical School and um, is going to tell us everything about her background um, in a short time. We don't have a, um, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, uh, in a nutshell. And what is she doing today to help people around the world? Dr. Kurosh, thank you for being here. I'm honored. The floor is yours. Thank you so much, Monica. It's so nice to be here with you and I appreciate everything that you're doing to educate people about wellness. Thank you, thank you so much. So how did you, how did you um, become who you are today? Uh, well, I, I'm fortunate to have had a lot of wonderful mentors uh, in my training. When I was in my first year of medical school in Texas, I was volunteering in a free clinic that was run out of a church in an underserved community in the Dallas area. And there I met a professor of dermatology who was volunteering there every Saturday morning to help people. And he took me under his wing. He asked me to help him, you know, taking care of his patients. And I did that every Saturday morning for two years. And he became my mentor and I saw the way that he could really help people that were suffering with skin diseases. And it really made an impact on my life and showed me how I could, how I could carry forward his work. Wonderful. And then from there, you wanted to uh, study more, uh, right? This, is, this was the, the trigger to, to, to getting to involved more in, in dermatology, correct? Yes, and another experience that I had in working with this professor and some of the other professors in the medical school in Texas is that they were really involved with patient advocacy organizations where patients who had skin diseases like psoriasis or eczema or vitiligo where we lose the pigment of our skin, all manner of skin diseases, there were these nonprofit organizations where patients were helping each other learn how to live successfully with skin diseases. And so my mentors were involved in some of these patient organizations and they would go as the doctors and the experts and speak and they would ask me to come and help. And so I was a volunteer in these conferences and I came to know the people that were the patients that were organizing these conferences and I was really moved by that. And so I pursued residency. I applied to special training in dermatology where after medical school, I trained for a few years specifically in dermatology to learn about skin diseases. And again, I, I remained very active in national organizations and I would go to Washington DC and meet with members of Congress to help speak with them about the importance of insurance coverage for patients with skin diseases and you know work on advocating for patients in that way. And through a lot of the work that I was doing, I came to know the some of the people that were leading uh, dermatology at Harvard. And so I was very fortunate that when I finished my training, they invited me to come and be faculty here and continue the type of work that I was doing, trying to advocate for people with skin disease, making sure that people who have all manner of skin disease and may not have 
you know, the, the funding and the coverage that they need, how we can help the system work for them. They get treated. Yes. Yeah, because many insurances don't cover dermatology, which is ridiculous. It's right. I mean, it's changing, no? Isn't it changing now, slowly, slowly? Yes, we have made a lot of progress, but there are still there are still things that we need to make progress on. For example, with my patients with vitiligo, which is the disease where your own immune system makes a mistake and starts attacking the cells in our skin that make the pigment, the color of our skin. So people start looking very uneven in their skin tone. They have white patches all over their body. And this can really be alienating and marginalizing for a lot of patients that have this disease. They don't wanna go out in public. They're very self-conscious. And a lot of insurance companies tell them, well, this is only a cosmetic concern and we won't cover your treatment. And they don't realize that it's not, it's not just cosmetic and that it can affect a person's People's lives, yes, people's Everybody. lives. And, oh, yes, and that sometimes it can even be a sign on the skin of internal problems in the body, like thyroid disease. So a lot of people that have vitiligo, when they come to me for the first time to get treatment, one of the questions I ask them is, have you had your thyroid gland checked? Because it can be a sign on the skin that there are actually other problems going on in the body. And so I think that we really need to raise awareness that number one, that skin diseases are not just cosmetic, they can actually affect a person's entire life, sometimes even their ability to work. You know, I have patients that they have a skin disease or a disorder with their hair where all of their hair falls out and people ask them if they have cancer and if they're cancer patients and make all kinds of assumptions about them and their ability to be healthy and their ability to work. Um, you know, I have patients that have terrible psoriasis on, on their hands and feet and this can affect their ability to, to work certain jobs. Um, Absolutely. So and, and where can people um, contact you? You have, uh, I think we put everything, you have a website, you have, a, there's also a hotline, right? That you, that, that people with different issues, they can contact, correct? Yes, so um, I have social media. I have an Instagram page that's Ask Derm MD. My initials are ASK. So it's actually Ask Derm MD mm. on Instagram. Also on Twitter. I'm the same, Ask Derm MD. And we also have a patient education website called Skin Queries, like inquiries about the skin. Skin Queries. Oh, skin that's queries. wonderful. Yes. And, and that's so a website. The website where I've actually answered a lot of people's questions about the skin. So when I see that we're getting one question, for example, that many people are asking the same question, and it's a very common question, I will write a response, you know, explaining the scientific research, but in an understandable way for someone that may not have a medical background, answering, you know, these general questions about, you know, the skin or about a certain condition and what we can do to manage it or find more resources. You know, sometimes there are resources on, you know, websites, but it's hard for people to know which are correct and which are really like based. Yeah, that's the problem today that we have over information and sometimes we don't know if it's uh, if it's true, if it's not true, if it's reliable. So uh, just ask Dr. Kurosh and she will she will give you the right answer. And um, so many of these diseases, have you have you noticed a change in uh, in in the past few years um, due to maybe maybe even nutrition? Do you think that nutrition has 
has to do with the skin um, you know, diseases or, or um, issues sometimes? Yes, absolutely. We have seen many situations in which diet and nutrition can directly impact the skin. One example is in patients with psoriasis, which is a disease of inflammation inside the body. And it's a disease where the immune system overreacts in the skin and causes these red scaly patches and plaques and itching, and it can be very uncomfortable for people. Well, we found that some percentage of people that have psoriasis, if they cut gluten out of their system, their psoriasis gets better. Now it's not everyone. So I always encourage my patients that if they find the skin disease, you know, there are, depending on which condition they have, there are certain things that elimination can help. And for people with psoriasis, there is a percentage that are sensitive to gluten. And if they eliminate gluten from their diet, their skin can improve. There are also people that have a sensitivity to dairy, to dairy products. For example, there are people with acne um, and another condition called hydradenitis, where they get these cysts on their body, for example, and they can drain and it can be very difficult for people. And it's thought that there may be uh, a contribution of hormones that are given, you know, in the dairy industry, for example, in the United States, and that, you know, when people cut dairy products out of their diet, some people that have really terrible acne or this disease called hydradenitis actually can get better. And it may not cure them entirely, but I've seen significant differences in some patients. And again, this may not work for everyone, but you know, if a person knows this information, they can, they can try to remove this one variable. There's one factor. And see the, the and see the effects. Exactly. This is how you test. See, they try it for a few months and they see, did it work for them? Also for people with acne and breakouts, having a high sugar content in the diet can make this worse. Mm. There's a concept called glycemic index. And we found that if a person cuts out, you know, refined sugars or minimizes their sugar intake, sometimes this can really help their skin. Even for skin aging, you know, there's a laxity and sagging of the skin that's seen in high sugar diets. And that because the sugar is actually deposited in the skin and they interact with the collagen in our skin. So we find that people that eat a lot of sugar in their diet they may start to show the signs of skin aging sooner than they would in life. Of course, there's a genetic factor. We all have, you know, our parents, our grandparents that we can look at and say, how are things going to probably go um, for an individual? But we know that with our genetics, we inherit a range of possibilities. You know, it could, it could be within a range. And then the question is, what are the actions that we take that can determine you know, how we play the cards that were dealt to us. Yeah, how we, we can make it better or we can make it worse. Now, as far as, uh, and we have to start wrapping up, but uh, as far as uh, I've been hearing a lot about collagen. Now, what do you think, does it really improve uh, the in, intake of collagen? The, do you see um, changes in the skin? And for how long do people have to um, intake, have an intake oh. of this collagen? So that is a great question, Monica, and it's a, it really is a question that a lot of people are asking these days. And the answer to that is not so simple. It, it, the best answer I can give you is it depends, you know, because there's a lot of different 
you know, collagen supplements out there. Some of them are saying they're vegan and we know that collagen comes from animals. So what does that mean? It may mean that the, the supplement has the amino acids that are the building blocks of collagen. Okay. So I would see this as taking a vitamin. For example, we know that we need the building blocks of vitamins and nutrients in our body to make things like collagen in our skin, to make proteins that we need, to make all kinds of things. And so the idea is if we provide the building blocks and the fuel to our body, can our body do a better job of making things properly? And the answer is, you know, probably yes to some degree, but this is very difficult to measure. And there are many factors, you know, in terms of which product did we take? And then, you know, you asked for how long are we taking it? Well, this is highly dependent on the individual. You know, there are some people that they could take all the vitamins in the world and their skin and hair and nails might look a little bit better over time. And then there are some people that you see results and people ask them, what are you doing? You know, and they say, oh, I, I've been taking vitamins or I've really improved my diet and things like that. So the answer to that question is optimizing our nutrient intake in general has positive effects. But our ability to measure that or predict that for any individual, there's so many factors. It's so, very difficult. So can't get, unfortunately, we can't have a crystal ball for any one person or give them a guarantee, but we see that when people really start to be mindful and of what they're putting in their body and trying to make sure they're putting good, useful things in their body and minimizing things that are not useful, we see that people look better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as far as um, exercise too, I think that exercise can clean up the system and clean up the skin and when you sweat, correct? Also, it's in, it's important. In yes, overall health. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. So there are many benefits of exercise that that could be a whole discussion that we have. But in general, to your question about cleaning things up, exercise improves our circulation. So it means that blood flow is going to the places that it needs to go to heal wounds, to build collagen, to to basically help you know things in our body. And also we have a circulatory system in our body called the lymphatic system that is in, important for removing toxins, for removing waste. And you know, the lymphatic vessels in our body, they don't have valves like the veins. So they don't push things along. They rely on muscle contraction to move the fluid. And so people who exercise, these negative things are absolutely being pushed out of their system and moved along in the circulation much better. Oh, man, so much to talk about, Dr. Kurosh. We have to absolutely um, see you again. And um, but for today, I have to I have to wrap it up. And I am I am so honored to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all this knowledge, even if it was, you know, a, a short, but um, I'm sure that um, someone in the world uh, will find this information beneficial and uh, make sure that you contact Dr. Kurosh. All her information is, is uh, here on the post. And um, once again, thank you. And we will see you very soon again, Dr. Kurosh. Thank you so much, Monica. You're welcome. Until next time.